Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears... Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow this head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section. You can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. Thanks for tuning in to another members episode. We're creeping up on episode 500. And the way it's looking right now... I'm probably not doing anything special for it. So sorry to disappoint people who maybe have been expecting something special, but I am, I'm really busy right now with a lot of things and I just don't have time to get a whole gathering and a big event together and stuff. Uh, I was hoping to do something like that, but it seems like it's probably becoming less and less likely as these weeks tick down. But we do have a great show planned for you today. We have Raymond coming on the show and Raymond contacted us and shared with us in an email a very unique story. You see, he was a young man and he was really into prepping and he was really into guns. And some might say that actually made him a target of a possible false flag event. You see, one day he was at work and he got a phone call saying, what did you do? And he's like, what are you talking about? And they said, the bomb squad is at your apartment right now and they're raiding it. Instead of thinking logically about this situation and seeing if he can figure it out and calm everybody down, Raymond panicked and grabbed the bug out bag that he always kept at work and fled to the woods. As an avid outdoorsman, he could very much survive in the wilderness for weeks at a time, if not forever. And that's what he was thinking when he went out there. When he got out there, though, things took a turn for the worst. Not only was he running from a bomb squad for unknown reasons, he got to a place in the woods that was about 10 miles south of NORAD, and he had the most bizarre night of his life. He settled in out there thinking that he could just wait things out, but somebody had other plans for him. He spent the rest of his night running from invisibly cloaked 
individuals that were shooting at him, seemingly to escort him out of an area or play games with him the entire night. And what is even more bizarre is when he finally got out of the woods, he was so scared. And we heard this before on episode 309, where JR talked about seeing a cloaked individual and he was so scared that he turned himself in and got arrested before spending another day in the woods with this cloaked thing. Well, similarly, Raymond had an experience where he left the woods, called the police to say, hey, what is going on? I Because he couldn't spend another night in the woods. And the police basically asked him one question. And then that was the last he ever heard of the whole bomb squad event at his apartment. Very suspicious. And it seems like this whole thing to me was an orchestrated event where he was a targeted individual to possibly be tested on to see how he would react to these entities shooting at him in the woods. It really feels like he was escorted out there. And then once the experiment was over, everything was dropped and he was left to live his life to the point that he was actually allowed to join the military, and he did so. This was a great interview, and I really hope you enjoy it. Let's get to Raymond right now. All right, today we got Raymond on the show. Raymond, how you doing, brother? Doing good, Tony. Good, man. So, uh, listen, man, you contacted me about this uh, this experience that you had, and uh, I thought it was very unique. It has a a, a paranormal angle to it. A, it, it, it let, let's just put it this way. The way I, I read the email, uh, it has a paranormal angle to it. It has a conspiratorial angle to it, and it has a real life, I was running from the police situation to it. So uh, it, it caught my ear for sure, and I wanted to have you on to talk about this stuff. So. Um, essentially in the email, uh, you had said back in 2015, the police raided your apartment under suspicious circumstances, which led you to, uh, retreating to basically the wilderness. Uh, you're very skilled living and surviving, uh, out there. So that was your natural instinct is to, to run and run to survive and live off grid essentially. And while you were out there, you had some very bizarre, wild experiences, uh, that left you pretty much running for your life. And, um, I know you're, uh, uh, are you, are you in the service now or are you former service? No, um, I got it about, uh, I got out in 2020. So you, so you got out in July of 2020 and, uh, now you're, you're civilian life. So if you want, go ahead and just, uh, share with us and take it, take it away for us as to how this all kind of unfolded for you. Sure. So I was 24 at the time and this was at, uh, in 2015, uh, like you said, I had really no direction in life. I just uh, did what interests me like anyone else. I just, uh, I liked hiking, uh, survival skills, things like that. I was always into like conspiracies and, you know, things that are out of the norm. Uh, one day I was at work. I used to work at a call center. My brother called me on my lunch break and he told me that, that the bomb squad was at the apartment complex we were staying at. And, uh, my other roommate, he was under arrest for some reason. I wasn't sure the circumstances yet. So my first instinct was to, I went to my, my work locker and I grabbed my, I had a bug out bag in there that, yeah, I was keeping near me. So I took that. I, uh, went out to the parking lot, called my brother and, uh, just to figure out what's going on. Call him. He's not picking up, but. The memories are 
are a little fuzzy, so I'm trying to uh, go over my notes here. So, calls me and uh, he tells me, "Is there something you need to tell me?" Because, as a survivalist and stuff, I, I you know, I did have firearms and you know, stockpiled ammunition, food, and all that stuff. So, uh, he asked me, uh, "Is there something you need to tell me?" Because the cops tell him that there are IEDs, propane tanks, and terrorist paraphernalia. Looks like um, I was preparing to, you know, you know, commit a terrorist attack, pretty much. Um, and recently, there was that uh, Planned Parenthood shooting, so I think everyone is still kind of paranoid about that. Uh, at that time, I was just like panicking. I was like, "What the hell's going on?" So, uh, I didn't want to go home at that time naturally. So, uh, I, I, uh, had my brother come pick me up, drop me off at the, the base of the mountain in this uh, little small town called Manitou Springs. And I uh, just hiked off into the mountain. Okay. So before you go any further, uh, just to, to clarify on this. So, uh, you're a survivalist. You had a lot of stuff in your apartment that to the police looked like you were planning a terrorist attack. And that was the, the, the case for the raid, right? Yes and no. I'll, I'll go over that a little bit later. Okay. Because some of it was actually just like made up. I'm surprised. I'm very surprised that it was just made up. <laughs> actually... I mean, I, I, I understand where, where, where you're coming from because, I, I, you know, I, like I said, I have guns and ammo and stuff, but like. The thing about IEDs and propane tanks and stuff, that wasn't true. And there's also, they mentioned like terrorist paraphernalia. They said I had like an ISIS flag up in my house, which wasn't, wasn't the case and not true. Yeah. So that's what I meant though. When I said that, I was being very sarcastic because uh, the, the, <laughs> like the FBI has been known to manipulate a situation uh, the, like to, to get the desired result. Let's just put it that way. So sometimes they actually groom the next person that is going to be a terrorist. And so uh, the fact that they would lie about something, it doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Let's see. So my brother, yeah, like I said, I, I was, I was panicking at that time. I was like, what's going on? And I don't want to go to jail for something, some bullshit reason. So, uh, I had my brother drop me off in Manitou Springs. It was like, uh, four in the afternoon. I think I, uh, Manitou Springs is about, it's a small town. It's about, um, I, I would say like 10 miles north of norad and uh my dumbass decided to go south from there <laughs> so uh i hiked in about two or three miles up into the mountain and about four miles south um by then it was like it was around nine at night the adrenaline started wearing off and i started calming down a bit and uh <clears throat> i started calming down a bit i you know, stopped, had a drink of water, tried to collect my thoughts. I got a little camp set up. I got a little baby bag set up and everything. Completely dark. There was no wind or, or anything. It was, it was a quiet night. And, uh, you know, I just tried to sit there, calm down, collect my thoughts. <clears throat> so I decided to, you know, just get some sleep and maybe just go 
go back down into town and uh, try to sort this out because I know I'm not a terrorist. And uh, but I also was kind of paranoid because I had some weird experiences with. Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't say like I'm, I'm a super uh, paranoid person, but I've been. I've been followed by random people sometimes, and, and uh, I, I didn't know about this at the time. I, I kind of researched it, and then what, it led me to like gang stalking, if you heard of that. Yeah. Um, things that, weird things that happened before, like uh, I went off to work, and uh, things would be moved around, like personal stuff and drawers would be moved around. Uh, you know, naturally, my brother, he's not really into that stuff, so he's like, what the hell are you, what are you talking about? But he he caught on later on because he came up from work. He's like, "What are you doing? What were you doing in my room, bro?" And I was like, "I was in your room. I just got home." And uh, he's like, "No, someone was going through my stuff, and everything's moved around." You know. <clears throat> so all of those thoughts were racing through my mind. I wasn't really sure what to do, but I guess you know, decided to sleep it off. So, um, <clears throat> so I settled down, laid down try to close my eyes. I couldn't. So I was just staring off into the distance. I was on a, I was in the mountain. It was just pitch black surrounded by trees, but I started, you know, looking off into the distance. I kind of noticed something strange. I noticed uh, a pair of really dim orangish reddish lights. I don't know if you've seen like, uh, we looked into security cameras at night. You know, you can't really see that invisible infrared light, but it's, you can still see that, that faint, red glow right yeah if you if you ever seen that so i saw two two lights and i just figured it was like distant city lights or something like that or stars but i, I just started staring off into those those lights trying to drift off to sleep and i noticed they were starting to move and they were bobbing up and down kind of like a person would and uh I saw him like shift to the side a little bit and then disappeared, reappeared as if it, you know, was walking behind a tree. And that, then I woke up and I was like, that, that's kind of strange. I'm like, what's going on here? Let's see. Uh, they started getting closer and closer. This was about, I would say, 200 meters away when I first noticed, but started getting closer and closer. I didn't hear any noises at that time it was completely silent the forest was silent there was no wind nothing i heard a I heard a branch break and i tried to rationalize in my mind it was an animal of some sort or something like that but it was all coming from the direction of those lights and they they started to get closer and closer and, and it kind of kind of dawned to me like something was something was watching me and trying to come my way this was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.